We are live, everybody. Let me check in the chat. Rose is in the chat. Awesome. So I'm live with Jason and Crow from the famous Crow Triple Seven Radio. That's C R R O W Radio. C R R O W Seven 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 Radio.com. And uh, it's a wealth of information. They've been doing it a long time. The hour twos are incredibly valuable. You will subscribe if you listen enough, especially the ones with uh, nuclear bomb hoaxes, Tavistock. They, for a while, I was one of the free guys, and it, they would leave off at a gravy note, and I'm like, I have to hear where this goes. So it's an excellent source of information and gravy, and it spawned me to do a lot of thinking and do topics for this show. And what a small world. We're all now buddies. And so I just did Crow yesterday, and that'll be going up, I think, in two days. And now they're here to join me. Hello, fellas. Right on, right on. Good to be here. Hello. And yes, we are going to have you up on Sunday the, what would it be here? Sunday the 13th. Your episode will be on Crow 777 Radio. Awesome. And uh, before we went live, we are just talking about how good the Bertaria app has been for people uh, meeting each other and getting to know each other. And a lot of our communities have crossover and just uh, the wonderful nature of it and how the internet has the ability of doing such good, but typically is used for divide and conquer. But the Bertaria app and a lot of the community stuff we're doing has, um, has, has done good in people's lives, you know? Uh, you, you know, we were just talking about how many babies have been born. And while I think your community is probably many times the size of mine, um, we've had a number of completely natural births from people who followed our episodes. And I know you have probably had many times as many as I have. That is a big effing deal. And I don't say F too much. Um, that is the future. That is the hope for what comes next. Those babies that have not been sullied or dulled in some medical fashion. Yeah, and it's really fun being in this community because at first it can be daunting, you know, when you uh, are a truther or you're going against the, the normal uh, narrative and you feel isolated and alone and all that. But I was just telling Crow, I just had an interaction with Babylon and I almost never do, you know, and I was talking to a delivery company out of Los Angeles that I've been talking to for about two weeks and the amount of just unapologetic lying and no accountability is absolutely mind-blowing. And I promise you guys, you're not missing anything. Like a lot of times you think like, oh, if only I hadn't talked about the shape of the earth or the moon landing or 9-11, I'd still be accepted by all my old friends or, or that world. It sucks. Like I swear to God, guys, they don't care about honor, integrity, uh, completing their job. It's a shameless zombie world. And, you know, sometimes I am in a bubble and I do that on purpose to keep my tuning fork sharp. But when I go out and look at what's happening, it's, there's nothing there to regret or to miss, in my opinion. If you were part of that, you'd, uh, you'd be vaccinated and had walked around for two and a half, three years with a mask on your face. Think of the damage you would have done to yourself just with that alone if you were still part of zombie land. Oh, and I, I know. Yeah. And it's also like they don't have honor. It's weird. Like, so I was getting something delivered today and I had already paid like over a thousand dollars for delivery. It was like a large item. And I've been asking all week, like, so what's the status? Is it still 11, 11? They're like, oh yeah, here's your tracking number. I'm like, the tracking number isn't working. They're like, oh, you, they'll call you, blah, blah. So on today, you know, I'm trying to set up my schedule for like when it gets delivered. And they're like, 
Oh, it can't be delivered. I guess it's not accessible. And now it's 300% more to have it delivered. I'm like, on the day of delivery, you tell me something that isn't true. You're saying my land isn't. And then we'll talk about good stuff. I just want to vent a little bit. I'm like, I know a tractor trailer can come on my land. I just build a house on it. So you're lying, A. B, so now it's 300% more and you tell me on the day. And no one cared. It was as if they're like, yeah. And I'm like, so you don't care at all about how this appears like you're just is is it and then you know i didn't say this stuff but i wanted to be like are you puppeted by demons by any chance <laughs> like when, oh and when is the last time you had someone come out that you could consider professional service a plumber or anyone professional that actually acted professional because around here in rhode island where i am it's like five percent of the people it's like they stick out like a sore thumb for being decent human beings, the majority of them, professionalism's out the window right now. Well, I'm actually really fortunate to live in North Idaho because uh, up here there is a lot more honor. Like I've, I've dealt with, a, you know, my handyman is awesome. You know, um, we had our house built and our uh, general contractor, Bob is, I mean, we now consider him like part of the family. And the, the men that work under him are all very honorable. But if you go outside of this little area, you know, even if I'm talking to Spokane or I'm talking to uh, even people in Coeur d'Alene, it's, uh, it's like talking to zombies. I, I, I can't explain it, but like I, Sandpoint, Idaho is, is, and there's little pockets all over the country, like the Ozarks, which is why we're crowdfunding for that area, has very honorable, responsible men. And, but a lot of areas, it's like, they, the part that really surprises me is the shamelessness of it. Like, they're not like, hey, man, I'm really sorry. You know, our, our wires got crossed. They're just like, yeah, so eat your corn syrup and watch your yeah, corn. It's, it's like I'm slaved out to this corporation and now so are you. You know, it's kind of the attitude of I have no investment in this place that's, you know, working me. Uh, it's a crazy, crazy world that we're in. But you want to know something? This is a bit like the flame that burns too hot, right? This is going to flame out. Uh, when things get to such an extreme, it's got to flame out at some point. Oh, yeah, it already is flaming out. I mean, because all these uh, zombie corporations are running on debt and the debt uh, nozzle is being turned off. And that's why I think part of me thinks they're using these Elon Musk, Kanye West, Kyrie Irving. They're using these narratives and storylines to justify all their failing businesses that are that are the result of, you know, the covid lie and you know, of the debt being turned off. Because if you look at the stock prices, a lot of these companies have been going down for a while. And I think now they're like, oh, it's because of the bad man. It's because of Putin. It's because of Elon. It's because of Kanye. And and um, it's just throwing narratives at the wind, man. And it's just like, yeah, like these people in Babylon, these corporations that are running on debt, they literally talk like just, you still have porn. Like, what's your problem? And I'm like... <laughs> Do your job, man. Like, how hard is that? It's so funny, man. It's so funny. So, Jason, did you see the Kurt Kallenbach letter? We're going to have Kurt Kallenbach back on before too long here. We're actually a couple weeks back right now, but we're going to re-record him. Did you see that letter, Jason? I didn't read it yet. The email? So it's chronological letters, and the first thing I picked up is he's signing like I'm signing. There's the red thumbprint, and I already know what he's doing. Um, and so... 
these are the things that I think are slowly changing the world. He's presented a chronological document succession, and we're going to have him on. And of the people that we've ever covered, Kurt is among those who at times hard to follow, but maybe has given us the most valuable things. I, I mean, the, the one thing is the zygote. The moment I heard it, it was like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, I, I've been in South Korea where they're counting your birth, you know, how many, how long you've been alive with your time in the womb, but I'd never thought about it. But um, the reclassification and the pressure that's being put on official places, um, there's going to have to be an outcome here. But when we have him on, I think you'll be stunned. Uh, you know him. He's writing the Secretary of State. He's writing the President. Uh, and he's doing it as a living man, by the way. Yeah, he's one of the only guys to make the Trinity make sense to me at all when it comes to a trust. You know, right. and when it comes to making a claim on your inheritance. That, to me, makes perfect sense because... Uh, biblically, you know, I would always, uh, bash my head against the wall. Like who's Jesus praying to? Like when he says, you know, I'm here to do my father's business, blah, blah, blah. Like, and then when you frame it in terms of a trust and inheritance, I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense. You know, the three into one situation when you're dealing with making a claim on your inheritance is genius, but I've never heard a church explain it that way, you know? Well, it goes to show you that entirety of our law system, entirety of our kind of legalized systems is based on spiritual ideas, primarily where we live from the 1611 King James Bible. But in that Trinity showing you the trust, it's everywhere, man. At first, you all of a sudden it clicks and you go, oh, God's the creator. The creator owns what they create. Exactly. And then wait a minute. One of these dudes down here is a beneficiary and the other one is a trustee. It's so bad that I've had letters written to me and talking with KL, who is just, a, he's maybe one of three guys, knows how to do what he, he does. Um, he's the one who walked me through it. Guys walking into a courtroom and the judge looking at him, hey, are you John Smith? And the guy smiles and says, judge, I think you're looking for the trustee. I'm the beneficiary and just sits there smiling because it's done right there. Done. Um, if he has to say it three times, he does say it three times, but there's no, you know, there's nowhere to go after that. He's claimed what he is, and that is the trust, and that is the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. It's all, it's all based on that idea. Yeah, here's a, here's a quote from Buckmeister Fuller. You never change things by fighting the, existence, the existing reality. To change something, build a new model that makes the existing model obsolete. And that's a major idea because... Um, that's a major idea because... Uh, you know, a lot of people are banging their heads against Phoenician bloodlines and Vatican's and all this stuff. And it's like the key, because this place is a free will realm. It's like the field of dreams, you know? The key is you can build whatever you want. And when you build a new model that's superior to the previous model, there you're allowed to do that here. And I but find my that- My father knew Buckminster Fuller, uh, knew him when he was a college professor. And when I was young, he brought home uh, a model of the geodesic dome that Buckminster had created. Um, there are houses out in East County of San Diego that are built in geodesic domes. Um, I don't think we've ever covered that, have we, Jason? I don't think we have. No, no, we haven't. Well, my buddy Chris Gardner, he's done your show. He's all about yep. domes. He's obsessed with domes. And, and bamboo. Yeah, and he's living right down the street from uh, the Ozark campground that we're crowdfunding. He literally moved to the same area. We're, we're, we're really... All because he's all about center mass too, <laughs> you know. Because uh, Texas County, Missouri, is the absolute center of population for the 
continental United States. And, uh, you know, and he's all about uh, domes and, and the, the centerpiece on a chessboard. I found that fascinating. In the chat right now, people are saying, um, uh, Trout Whisper said, be careful with KL's method, blah, blah. Yeah, I always talk, like, I don't fight uh, the tax laws or systems or citizen or anything like that because it's not where I want to put my energy. And if you're not willing to go all the way and dedicate a lot of time and effort to it, just don't even start. And it's not a big deal. Well, part of it is um, there's nothing to be careful of. Uh, you get confirmation letters from the people in authority. If you were doing something wrong, that wouldn't happen. Um, and you get the confirmation. You get the actual seal of approval, certified, stamped. Um, and all you're doing is claiming your birth certificate and your name back, and you're just using their channels. You don't look at Kirk Kallenbach. You don't even have to do that if you don't want to. It's just that I don't want to argue with the system anymore. That's why I yeah. did it. Kirk Kallenbach just simply does it. He just claimed what he's claimed. Um, there's many ways you can skin this cat. Um, if you if you're competent, there's nothing to worry about. Yeah, totally. So I wanted to talk a little bit in COD. Uh, make sure you hit me with the super chat questions for the guys. But I want to talk about uh, the purification of the soul because that was an interesting thing we talked about on our stream yesterday that that gold doesn't tarnish and, you know, the ascension to gold. And, of course, I got a few churchians in the bitch who comments saying, oh, that's Egyptian mystery. That's not Christianity. You're the bad man. <laughs> it's that's, a, nature. It's, that's nature. It's that's nature. That's the creation. Right. Yeah, I know. So it's like, so does gold tarnish? Oh, I mean, but that doesn't matter. As long as you put money in the you eat the cracker, you're going to heaven. It's just, I, I don't, I was just, cause I was thinking about the purification process and if God is funny and, and should I go up a rank or am I happy here? And I was talking to my Islamic friend who was telling me about a hadith that the archangel Michael hasn't laughed since the hellfire was created. And we're having this really interesting conversation about like what my role is and, and what if, what if you're just supposed to be copper? <laughs> I was well, like, you know, that's that's an interesting thought, and I think it's a valid thought um, in the book that I'm going to push you to get, and if you don't, I'm going to send it to you. This is the idea that even the lower ranks or the middle ranks are all important to the overall system in nature. Like, as an example, you know, what makes the elements move? Let's just suppose that there are uh, a spirit called elementals that ensure the elements do what they do. That would be the bottom of the rung in some ways of thinking about things, but they're critically important. They're down there at the foundation. So as long as they are serving the creation, then they're doing what they're doing. And so I think it's yeah. a, a critical point to say, you know, I may not be lead. I might only be copper. Um, maybe it's not my time to be gold yet. Or maybe you might say, I want to reach for gold. It's really, you got free will. It's up to you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause I, I feel real comfortable in this realm and it's like, because you know, <sighs> I'm, I'm funny. And I, I think that in certain other realms, like higher etheric realms, I don't think there's as much laughter because there's less, there's less grossness. There almost has to be a little bit of filth to be able to make fun of something. And I was really thinking about that. I'm like, am I supposed to be gold or am I like a nice copper earth guy? And, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's kind of funny to just be happy. Cause my mom used to tell me when I was a kid that the one thing she wanted me to have was enough. And she was like, when you feel like you have enough, you can be happy. You know, like you're, you're not always reaching up or, or going down or you're just like, oh, this is good. And I am happy. Like, I'm like, uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about this realm I'm in right now. 
Well, that's the, one of the main points in the book I pointed out to you is you attract what you're doing. So if you're down, if you're addicted to drugs, you're going to attract a darker shade. If you're happy and contented, you're going to attract a more helpful, higher shade. Um, and, you know, it just depends where you read about it. Someone will call it a spirit. Another will call it a spiritual hierarchy. Someone will say angel. Someone will say archangel. There's all these different ideas and ways of expressing it which are basically saying, look, this is how nature works. And the metal idea, I mean, it struck me like a thunderbolt when I finally comprehended what they're saying here is lead can go into the next metal, the next up through copper, up through, you know, going through iron. And the last thing that that changing metal over Lord knows how many eons will be silver right before it becomes gold. But the thing about gold, it's the only thing in this 3D material reality that is in stasis, right? It's not diminishing, it's not growing, it's not rusting, it's not changing. And that is why it represents the sun, which is, if you want to be honest, the sun is pretty much the guarantor of life here, right? Without the sun, we wouldn't have plants or all the things that we need to be here. And so alchemically, when they thought about this, the sun was gold. Even if you go back to the supposed pyramids where they're trying to tell you they were you know, killing people or whatever they were doing. Um, the, the gold was the tears of the sun or the sweat of the sun. So it was cross culture too. But just that one little tidbit, gold doesn't change. If I take a cloud and a rock, I know they're both the same. It's just going to take the rock a hell of a lot longer to dissipate than the cloud. But nonetheless, that rock will dissipate. Not so of gold. Okay, Lucy says, hey, Crow, I'm wondering what your thoughts are on the use of tarot cards for divination. Are they demonic in a form of idolatry? The Bible speaks against divination. People argue, however, that they are simply a tool used to tap into your intuition. There it is. Um, yeah. It's a tool. All things are a tool. You have free will in this realm, and everything has a polarity here. In the same way I love a sunny day, I know night is coming. As a matter of fact, I know there is no day without the night. That's just the duality, what tarot cards do, and like divination, I'm not sure, you know, that we're equipped for div divination. We're, we're probably not up the ladder enough to even think about that. If we were, we probably wouldn't care about it. But what they did, I don't even like know. What I, it, I don't even know what that means, by the way. I'm going to look it up. Anyway, keep going. Divination. Well, what I did is I always go for the oldest thing that was the least changed. So I went and got a Marseille deck. Um, and you got to be careful because there's one called CBD Marseille, which some Jewish dude redid for some reason and i don't want that i want to go back as far as i can with the colors the designs and that's what it's about they put very it's like when they built the cathedral these important ideas were put into it the tarot is a form of that um but in terms of reading someone's future and all i don't know about all that um that's i mean that never ends well does it well, I mean, the, the, if I look at the definition of divination, there's actually two that kind of contradict, which is classic. One, the practice of attempting to foretell future events or discover hidden knowledge by occult or supernatural means. But then the third, which I'm all about, is perception by intuition, instinctive foresight, which there, there you go. I do every day. But the first one, you know, I, I think sounds problematic. Yeah, so that's, that's why these words... Um, there's so much conflict. I was talking to um, my friend this morning about about a lot of these issues, about how the uh, the Kabbalistic the, the Kabbalists like to use a form of Kabbalism, I should say, likes to use false dichotomies that they create to make little batteries, like black white. You know, you got the prison and the cul-de-sac, the shame and the envy, and all this, and they're making it to extract energy from it. 
because I was talking, I'll just be honest, I was talking to, you know, yay, the artist for me, no one's Kanye West about it. And I was like, one of the reasons they freaked out about your red hat is that went against the battery. Like the battery is blacks wear the blue and the, you have the envy and then the whites have the shame and they wear the red. And, and when you have that battery, but it's false, like in nature, there are batteries, hot, cold, uh, high altitude, low altitude, adiabatic cooling that creates rain, male, sun, female, moon. sun, moon. It yeah. Short circuit. What's that? It caused a short circuit. Yeah, yeah, shorts, and I was and I was saying that, and that's why they got so upset at Kyrie Irving for posting just a link to a documentary about how a lot of quote unquote so-called Jewish people ran the slave trade. I'm like, because the battery right now is whites are slave owners, blacks are slaves, and everybody has shame or envy or guilt or regret, and that's a battery. So it short circuits it if you say, no, it's more one tribe. And I'm not even blaming so-called Jews for slavery. I don't care. It's all like word magic bullshit. And so um, these false uh, dichotomies, these false binaries are created to extract energy, red, blue, you know? And it's like when you short circuit that, they get so mad because they're like, they put so much time and effort into that. Like, are you, are you pro-choice or pro-life? It's like, I'm both. I'm pro-life because I consider life starts at, a, at conception, but I'm also pro-choice because everyone has free will. You know, they like to divide right down the middle a complete idea. You know, is, is light a particle or a wave? That's a, that's a broken idea. And, and I was telling them, I'm like, and just like uh, having too many apps open on your computer, a way to enslave someone's mind is to create these, these paradoxes. Like, Judaism is a religion and a race. That's not possibly the same. You can't do that. Or like, you know, light is basically a baseball or a wave. Like a wave uh, material doesn't move. And a particle, it, there's no energy moving. It's actually the material moving. They can't exist at the same time. And so when, you, when your mind is stuck in these loops, uh, you don't have any excess prana or energy or chispa or whatever, you, or chutzpah as the Jews call it. To or intuition, right? That's intuition, right? Goes. And so that's why I think a lot of realm earthers, a lot of truthers that aren't, you know, that aren't uh, obsessed with revenge or anger, have a lot more uh, third definition into uh, divination of instinctual foresight because your mind isn't constantly swimming with bullshit, you know. And so I think that's a a, a pretty interesting idea. <laughs> Well, part of what, what you're pointing out is that there's been a definition placed on a thing. And what I started to notice, particularly years ago with numbers, is why is the news always using four as a death code? Yeah. Why is 44 death stores? In, in all kinds of uses of numerology, that's the most stable number. You can't build anything till you get to three, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the trust idea. But if you want to be a little more stable than three, you go to four because that's the stablest chair you can make. It's not arguable. It is what it is. And yet they're taking the flip side of this very stable idea and they're protruding their negativity. And so what I've finally done is I'll use any color. I'll use any damn number I choose. I'll use it with a good heart. And what I did is I framed my foundational what I am and that is simple I love God with all my heart I will try to be the best that I can be and I will serve others selflessly and you want to know what that does to all their damn batteries it diffuses every one of them that's got an agenda exactly and so I'll exactly. wear red or blue or both or whatever because they're beautiful to me 
They're part of what the sun gives me, color. Yeah. Well, we were talking about this yesterday too, and that's intent. You can use any damn thing you want. It's the intent behind it. Right. Did you ever see the logo that I use, Owen? It's great. It's a yeah, the Saturn. Of a sat fun yeah. And a Saturn. Yeah. I did that to kind of mock them in a way. It's like, hey, I'm not evil. I can use these too. Ha ha. Yeah. I mean, you think it's a, a coincidence that our first land purchase in Missouri is 33 acres? It's a <laughs> it's a joke. I'm. It, it's all. And look at uh, you want to talk about 44 death's door. It's like, uh. You know, Elon Musk buys Twitter. Twitter's now about to potentially declare bankruptcy. And does anyone know how much he bought it for? $44 billion. <laughs> oh, it's dying. We know it's dying. Someone, <laughs> someone opened death doors. Get an umbrella. <laughs> all right, this is from Crafty Grower Bear. Crow777, of all your guests and info that has been shared on your magnificent program, what have you found to be the most essential that could help everyone? I'm a longtime listener. I enjoy the program structure, the unique guests, your honest candor and the theme song. It crushes and so do you. Thanks. This is a problem that I wrestled for a long time. Some would say, who's your favorite guest? Well, I don't have a favorite guest. What I have, and I've boiled it down like I always do, and I use nature to ensure that it's true, you have to change your mind. You have to get to an adult human mind where when that lie is put in front of you, the bell is ringing, it's cracked. You hear that that bell is not ringing instantaneously. Things that will do this is the no nukes episode, the no dinosaurs episode, the the things that, you know, where do you live? Are you on a spinning ball going faster than the speed of sound? Does it truly take a rocket ship going four times the speed of a 30-06 bullet to get out of here? When you get back to stable level and think your first thought in this realm from a place of stability and higher mindedness, everything changes. I, I'm not saying I can't be fooled, but I am saying it's a very rare day when I am fooled. And when I am on the verge of being fooled, I usually know I'm not sure about what's going on here. But most of the time, out of the gate, I, I hear that bell is cracked. Don't know why it's cracked, don't care. But these are the things, the, the basic things that change your mind back to common sense. Rose, Rose says, no nukes or episode 053, no dinosaurs, episode 055. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the false binary was a hard one for me because I was listening to that episode and, and I was agreeing with you. You're, you're doing quotes about, you know, Amstel Rothschild and all the old bankers saying, you know, we'll, we'll own both sides and we'll fill them with so much nonsense. But like deep down, I'm like, yeah, but the Democrats, though. And it took me a while. <laughs> like I, st I was seeing all the points, but I'm like, yeah, but one's better than the other. It, it really isn't. They just go back and forth. I actually have a video here that you guys might enjoy. It might take me a second to download it, but it is titled, um, Coddington, where is this? It's, uh, it's the history of voting from 1989 to 2022. <laughs> and it's, I love when people use comedy let me see if I can save this down. I love when people use comedy and you guys can just listen to the audio of this. You can understand it. It's just the same guy talking to himself where someone can use comedy and history to show how stupid it is. This is one thing that broke the uh, moon landing uh, spell for me was how like just seeing a, a collage of presidents talking about going back to the moon, every single president and none of them do. So this uh, may break your Right left paradigm. This is called History of Voting 1989 to 2022. 
And if you watch the video, it says President Bush Sr., House Senate Democrat. But you can understand just by the audio. Here we go. Everything sucks with a Republican president. So vote in a Democratic Congress. Everything still sucks. So vote in a Democratic president. Everything still sucks. So vote in a Republican Congress. Everything still sucks. <laughs> so vote in a Republican president. Everything still sucks. So vote in a Democratic Congress. Everything still sucks. So vote in a Democratic president. Everything still sucks. <laughs> so vote in a Republican Congress. Everything still sucks. So vote in a Republican president. Everything still sucks. So vote in a Democratic Congress. Everything still sucks. So vote in a Democratic president. Everything still sucks. So vote in a you know what? You really haven't noticed a pattern here? <laughs> Isn't that great? The red blue mind spell is the gift that never stops giving. <laughs> because under George W. Bush, I would have considered myself a liberal, and then I'm like, oh man, I was so stupid to fall for But looking back, he was bad. You know, he did do all the wars in the Patriot Act and all that. It's like, they weren't just the good guys. What It's whoever has power. The underdog always says the more true stuff. And then they just keep seesawing. <laughs> it's like... While, while they both work to the same outcome, which we can see in, wait for it, 2020. <laughs> There's where you see ground, the actual ground zero of two desperate parties, red and blue, working together for longer than I've been alive to reach a goal. There it is. Yeah, and then and then when you understand how the fiat system works and there's more debt than there is money in the world, and so how is not a single red or blue uh, politician ever pointed out that the national debt is impossible to pay back? There's 2,000 trillion, two quadrillion in debt in America with derivatives, and I think there's six trillion total dollars. So there's no, so the, all the rhetoric around, oh, we got to pay our debt back. There, you, can't. you can't, it is debt. Money itself. If you could, it would break the system because fiat requires debt to function. It's money is made and then it's loaned at interest. Someone taps a keyboard, magically money is made and then it's loaned at interest. There's your debt right out of the gate. First place that money goes, there's already debt. Yeah, when you bought a car, you bought a house, you have a credit card, all of it, all of it is created, fractional reserve yep. banking. And one of the reasons we got a little economic boost under Trump was he took away the last remaining vestige of fractional reserve banking. I think you needed 3% of the money in the bank that you were creating, and he brought it down to zero. And then, you know, the maggots feasted. And everyone's like, oh, the economy. It's it's an inverted pyramid in a race to the bottom. It's not bad news. It's not a black pill. Because if you have a service-based business and you're more autonomous, you're going to do fine no matter what happens. That's ba The basic gold standard is love your creator, you know, serve your neighbor. And if you do that, you're fine no matter what the bulls and the bears do, you know? Did, did I tell you what happened when they were handing out the covidious minimus money? Did, did I tell you what happened to me? No. So I'm sitting, sitting at my kitchen table, minding my own business one day, and my wife walks in with the mail, slaps it down, and there's something that looks official. So I open it up, and it says White House. No logo, no seal, no nothing. And I go down a little further, and it says, signed, Donald Trump. I'm all, well, this can't be the White House. There's no seal. There's This isn't. Where's the official seals and everything? So I keep reading down and it says, well, Covidius Minimus is ruining the world. So we've put this much money. I think it was 1200 bucks in your bank account from a place called, wait for it, Metabank. I'm like, what the hell is Metabank? So I jump up, run into my computer and I'm trying to search Metabank. There's nothing. 
a month later, there was a search for MetaBank. So that I that's it. Ripped it up. Get in my car. Drive up to my bank. I say, take this shit out of my account. And they're all, we can't do that. And so this turns into a thing. I say, where's the manager? And I, the manager comes out. I said, is this my bank account? And he assures me it is. I said, I gave nobody permission. And I don't know who the White House is. I don't know who MetaBank is. Get this out. Well, well, okay, well, okay, let's do this. Two weeks later, they finally get back to me and say, okay, we got the money out of your account. Sitting there, a few weeks later, get a note at the table. More money in my account. I go up and they inform me they can't. And I inform them, you're going to get sued if you don't. This is my bank account. This time, the IRS contacts me and says, well, clearly someone has infiltrated your bank account. We're going to have to do an investigation. Three times I had to do this to get their blood money out of my bank account. So something less severe happened to me. Mine was more, uh, I never got the 1200, but my accountant was like, do you need any loans for your business? Wink, wink. And I said, no. And he's like, are you sure? And I was like, yes, I don't require right. any, I don't need any money. And I have a really cool account. Cause he was like, I could tell he was a little proud of me where he was like, good. And I'm like, yeah, I don't need it. And so um, that was my brush with blood money was just, do you need any, you know, basically free money for your broken business? And I'm like, no, I'm actually doing quite well because that's how they get you. They get you when you do those little lies, those little yep. sneaks, because down the road, they can always look back and say, oh, well, you were, your income didn't go down during COVID. So why did you take any? And I'm like, I didn't take any money. And then or they're just like, simply say you took the money. You know, that's an agreement. It is an agreement. It's a, and it's also an admission that COVID's real and that it's, uh, you know, and that it's hurt you. And so then I couldn't do my job if I had taken that money. And, and now it's all public. That's why I'm pretty relentless at mocking all the people that had these, uh, these bribes because, you know, you have all these uh, fake truth guys, these right wing guys, you know, like louder with Crowder and all these guys and, uh, Ben Shapiro and the Daily Wire promo code, you know, Israel and all this. And uh, and they all took the money and it's all public record now, because that's why I think it's all kind of funny is because they always throw their servants. The dark forces of this world always throw their servants to the wolves. They never they always the, the snakes always eat each other. And so they, they didn't keep it private. They kept it public. And now every one of these people that was pushing vaccines and pushing masks, if anybody wants to look it up. It's uh, it, they got money for it. They got paid. Joe Rogan, hundreds of millions of dollars to uh, every hospital, every, every hospital. hospital that wrote on the admission. What was it, Jason? Thirty nine grand. If they admitted you and wrote the word covid, they got thirty nine grand. If they wrote the word covid on a death certificate, it was something like sixty nine grand. I'm guessing at those numbers, but it's something like that. And by the way, does everyone realize where this is going if they get their way? Their goal is to get everyone on UBI universal basic income so what guess was, who supports that by the way well elon's already announced if that's what you're pointing yes. to right yep. elon's already said well there's going to be so many robots we're going to have to <laughs> um, show show me your damn robots actor boy and you didn't put a car in space you jackass yeah and show but, me where you're going to get all this electricity that that's why i'm not worried about their plans because all the details keep bringing them down you know it's like they, they, they don't have the ability of powering the electric cars. Like, I don't know anyone that's happy with their electric car. There's, there's no infrastructure for it. They're not going to get it. 
You know, all they have the to mine the things for the batteries with a gas-powered, big, giant gas-powered machine to get the stuff to make the electric car batteries. Someone did a breakdown how many hours one of those giant trucks has to work to get the goods they need to make one of those batteries. It's crazy. Yeah, or the windmills. It takes. Uh, it, 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 they have to be operable for eight years before it offsets its carbon that it took to build the the uh, windmill, and none of them last more than like nine yeah, months. They- they have to rebuild it every year. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I know, dude, that's what the cool thing about the bear is. I'm basically like a civilian intelligence agency. I'm like, you know, windmill bear can tell me all about it. You know, I know the guys that work on these windmills and they're like, dude, it's all a scam. And so, you know, I, I even forget about their pie in the sky environmentalism. That's obvious bullshit. I don't think they can even pull it off, especially with our population. That's why I think they're trying to depopulate is because. If there was, you know, and who knows how many people there are really in the world. I, I've heard your episode on that. But let's let's say hypothetically. Rose, give them the number. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, Rose, it's fine. Give them the number where we tried to prove that the world population has been falling since the 70s. And by the way, in the book I keep bugging you about, they ask the question, is it possible for too many human beings to get on this world and ruin it? And they said, God doesn't make mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, It's not yeah. possible. It's not yeah. possible, Yeah. And, and I, I understand why people say there's a population problem, but that's just cities. It's because of how people live. Okay, so Rose says the population episode is 135. You know, and so, uh, uh, yeah, I think that's why they want to, you, you know, like the guide stones that were blown up or whatever. God, God knows who even made those. But if their goal really is 500 million, I think that's the amount of people that they think they can keep on electric cars, crypto, all that stuff. And I don't see it happening. I think a lot of times when you oppress a people and you try to depopulate them, they actually get very fertile. Like the average age of an Afghani right now is 15. You know, like all the bombs in the world, all it does is, um, and I'm not comparing humans to coyotes, but one reason why coyotes population always thrives is because when one is killed, all the females go into heat immediately and it actually increases their population. That's why the best thing to do with any type of predatory animal or pest is strong fencing and keep your animals enclosed and all that stuff. Because shooting a coyote actually increases the population of coyotes. And uh, that happens with humans too. You know, it's like, think about how fertile the bear community is. And a lot of it is because we're told we're evil, terrible um, awful people because we question whether or not Paul Pelosi was, you know, getting hammered or hammered, you know? <laughs> and so, what's that? It would be horrible if we were like them. What's that? Do you guys, you guys saw the Paul Pelosi thing, right? That was hilarious. I, I don't yeah. know. Jason probably knows. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. He was obviously with a gay hooker and they made That's it, what se- I said, in and, the they, and they made it seem like it was an assassin. It's all right. <laughs> Toronto Jew Bear says it's they li- they lie with stats. Government says Canada has 38 million, but it's probably no more than half that. Well, I mean, one of those uh, truth drops was Bill Gates gave one of his little talks and behind him was a book that said how to lie with statistics. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I love that one. Classic. Yeah. Scar Bear says same with dandelions. Yeah, exactly. That's that's why it's all about free will. If someone doesn't accept the offer of depopulation, it actually increases population. That's why everything's always a risk. Like kicking me off YouTube and Twitter and all that stuff was an offer. I declined and now we've grown way more than we would have. And it's the same with 
trying to genocide Afghanistan or areas of Africa or uh, groups in America. It's like, here's the offer of genocide. If you accept it, that's one thing. But if you don't, then you're probably going to be motivated to have a ton of kids. And uh, I think it's pretty hilarious. The, um, I, I tell people this all the time when I hear stuff about uh, populations, like go for a drive across America and tell me how many people there are crowding each other out. I mean, there's literally so much nothing other than trees that is unbelievable. And the first time I did it, I just the scale of it never set in when I did it when I was like 20, whatever, 20 something. It's absolutely unbelievable. People who complain about like the populations and all stuff like that, they're usually like left-leaning nut jobs who live in these major, major cities. And yeah, that does kind of suck. So get out of the big cities. Oh yeah. Get on an airplane and fly coast to coast and 80% of your trip will be over no one's around land. Yep. Well, yeah, and that's uh, one reason why they go psychotic because it's really not left-wing, right-wing. It's urban-rural in a lot of situations where... If, yes. you, if you live in a densely populated area, it's like the mouse utopia experiment, and you're stepping over human beings on the ground, it's like you do start subconsciously being, you know, vehemently pro-abortion, vehemently pro-environmentalism, quote unquote. You start virtue signaling with soy. You like become effeminized. You don't want to have kids. And, and so... There, there, there is a natural element to it that if you put a bunch of animals in an enclosed area, they're going like that, like the mouse utopia experiment where they overfed them and kept them in a little area. They became like gay cannibals, <laughs> you know, and I think that happens. And then when you leave, it's the same with guns. It's like city people are terrified of guns because they're looking around. They're walking down the street. There's people from all different tribes and backgrounds and levels of trust and you think, like, if anyone has a gun, that's like throwing a shank in a prison. Like, it's terrifying. And then you go to the country where human uh, life is very valued, and a gun is, like, helpful. It's like, you know, it's, it's, you can't imagine not having one when it comes to, you know, helping out somebody. Like, let's say you, you hit a deer on the road to put it out of its misery. All right, Adam Not Adam Bear says, I'd love to know Crow's top three books for any new listeners to read. Also, Big Bear, any books on spell breaking from your side would be very much welcomed as well. Crow and um, Jason? Uh, to, to give you a good accounting, I would need to ask you a couple questions, but I will offer you this. Um, the Devil's Pulpit, Volume 1. The Light of Egypt, Volumes 1 and 2. And the reason I pointed out those two is because I'm guessing most of the people that I'm speaking here were raised like I was, Christian. If you can read the devil's pulpit and see the value in it and not be offended and feel like it was a slight against your religious tradition, you will have gained something valuable. And believe me, uh, I never throw the baby out with the bathwater. As I stated in my maxim, my spirituality, I, I don't call it religion. Religion for me is spirituality gone wrong. I don't join teens. Um, those, those books right there will give you probably a different point of view than you've been familiar with in your life. Akkad says uh, a book recommendation. Yeah, I, I, I talked about this years ago. It's called Trust Me, I'm Lying. It's by Ryan Holiday, and it breaks down exactly how, um, how the media works from the bottom up. Like when you do a stunt or you feed a certain agenda, and then you get the blog to be quoted by the low-level, uh, you know, institution, and, and you can go all the way up the chain to the New York Times to promote a book. 
And it shows you the nature of media and how media is very manipulated and how anyone can manipulate it. It's almost like this clunky robot. Uh, my recommendation it would be like The Dark is Rising by Susan Cooper. I really like children's literature. Um, and that's not because I'm quote unquote dumb. It's because I like, I like when all the fat's pulled off. Like I like, uh, you know, C.S. Lewis and Tolkien and, and uh, the big friendly giant. <laughs> you know, I like, uh, I like children's literature, which is hilarious. What about you, Jason? What do you recommend for the people? Oh, let's see. Uh, you know, you want to you want to look at something interesting. This isn't an overall read, but if you want to look at something very interesting that I came across, get a Masonic Bible. I got mine for like fifteen bucks on eBay. They're incredibly common. They usually have a blue cover, but in the Masonic Bibles that they, I guess they can hand them out when you get your third degree or you become a Master Mason in your Blue Lodge. There's a whole section in the beginning of it where it's all about the Temple of Solomon. There's a, a, a lot of explanation of symbolism and things like that. Really interesting stuff. A lot of pictures even uh, where they show a lot of things that uh, you normally wouldn't see anywhere else. The, the so. Egyptian stuff, right? Is that what you're referring yeah, to? Yeah, yeah. And there's this, whole, there's this whole section before it gets to the, to the Bible proper. And you can get them dirt cheap. I mean, usually like 15, 20 bucks, you'll find them on eBay. They're all over the place. You just, no one ever says anything about it. It used to be hard to get those back in the day, but I'll point out to anyone who does that, what you're looking at is a different set of words describing the trust situation. You'll see Isis, Osiris, and Horus um, as another example of the, the, the triune trust situation where there's a creator that owns everything because he who creates or she who creates is the owner. But anyhow, yeah. Um, Aristo Ignatius says there's a good four hour BBC documentary on psychology from Freud to Bernays to Marcus on YouTube. Yeah. Understanding Edward Bernays. And I know that these guys have done a lot of work on him is also an incredible way to understand what marketing is, how you're manipulated that four out of five dentists don't actually agree on anything. Uh, Brandt says, Hey Crow, you are St. Germain know of any alchemy gravy about, Heidelberg, Germany. I live in USA, but discovered my ancestors are from there. There's a famous pharmacy museum in this city. Um, no, I don't have direct knowledge. And um, Fortune de Saint Germain, he's alchemically different than anything I've ever seen. Um, doesn't have a lot to do with the sky clock. Doesn't have a lot to do with metals per se, but... I don't think I know a better healer. I don't think I've, I, I know I haven't. I've never met a better healer in my life. And um, that's about all I can say. But it's just very different than what you would be expecting if you've looked into alchemy in other ways, which it's kind of telling, you know, because we all expect to see, oh, it's got to talk about, you know, this this metal and that star and, you know, the sun that, you know, we, we all expect that. It What Fortune's doing has nothing to do with any of that. And it works beyond beyond reason it works. Yeah, I think a, a real spell is associating alchemy with Satanism because alchemy is almost like a, a natural science that you can do in your barn. And I think that's why it's so threatening to people because when you understand the parts of an object, well, you know, you have your salt, your oil, your carbon, and you can actually uh, mess around with um, pretty advanced technology in your own laboratories. I think that that was uh, why it was so... Uh, uh, made into a villain. It's it's a lot like um, like uh, the the laws against alcohol. Have you guys covered this? Where it's like uh, they made they they tr they destroyed all the stills 
to help everyone because they were drinking so much. When in reality, it was to keep farmers from making ethanol because it was powering their own tractors. Exactly. That was it. Yeah. Because now we're reconnecting to that old knowledge where it's, you know, you have um, um, where because of all these like shortages and the and the levers and, and buttons they're trying to use for control, you think, well, is there any science to making your own um, gasoline? And there absolutely is. It's uh, it's from corn and it's from uh, fruit and you can do it with a still. And so they tried to convince everybody that. Everyone was just getting so damn hammered that they have to. They had to destroy every farmer with a still, and I find it wild. So right. they, they they were on to the science that proves points about the creation. Al alchemy either works or it doesn't. If it works, then the creation has proved to you that the creation works in this way. Um, like if you could do it just in your kitchen, go boil some water. Look, man, that water's turning into a gas. That's alchemy. Exactly. And what it's done is it's proven that the creation does this. If you can't do it, like when I try to freeze the water, I can't turn it into gas. That proves something you can't do with the creation. That's all. Alchemy is a sensible way of proving factually things that are true about God's creation. That's what it alchemy is. Alchemy is the science of nature. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, working way, out is alchemical. Sorry about the cars. A lot of people don't know this. Like a lot of people don't know this. Early in the 20th century, many vehicles were what's what they call now flex fuel. You could run them off of gasoline or you could run them off of alcohol. Yeah. And they they wiped that out. That that was a Rockefeller thing because they had so much uh in the petroleum interests at the time that they destroyed that. They they were like, "No, that's not happening." They also ripped up the majority of the electric everything that was built at the time because they wanted everybody on the petroleum so it helped build their empire yeah absolutely it, it, that, that, that ship has sailed that's what this era is about people that's what the bear community is about you know we, we don't need no stinking badges right isn't that what this is about yeah 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 absolutely apelia multimedia says i became a flat earther back in 2016 thanks to crow and his contemporaries nice Denmark Bear says, what does moonshine prove? Well, I don't know what the question, I don't know what you're trying to ask, Denmark Bear. I think it you got- It proves that you can get a very little liquid in a jar that'll knock you on your butt. <laughs> yeah, it'll power your tractor. Yeah, Ben Balderson can make a diesel out of plastic. And that's- You can make a battery out of anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's that's why, you know, the churchians being like, oh, that's that's Satan. Uh, what? <laughs> it's like, that, no, no, to fear. be a good Christian, you have to be completely dependent on shell and mobile. It's like, who the fuck is teaching you this stuff? It's crazy. Some corporation called a church. Right. The uh, 501-4C3. Yeah. And I did. And I do want to make sure that, that I, I say, cause I know I can go hard in the pain about PPP loans. If you had a small business and it was suffering during COVID, but you you were trying to stay open like like a construction company and you did take a loan i'm not going to call that blood money i'm going to call it the ones farther up the food chain are the real blood money like the comedy clubs and the celebrities and the the people with an audience by the time it gets down to like the construction companies there's really not there wasn't a lot you guys could do so don't feel like i'm being super judgy all right joe gaggin says Jason's hair was a standout of the national festival. Oh yeah, Jason, you want to talk about the festival a little bit? A little bit? Do you have a good time? Yeah, uh, 
I was just busy, busy, busy the whole time. I, I tried in between doing things because I did the the majority of the sound uh, with a couple other awesome guys. Uh, so I was I was preoccupied most of the time. But when I could, I walked away because I wanted to be able to interact with everybody and talk to people. And I was I was totally blown away with just how cool everybody was, uh, how positive everyone was. It's like you go to a, like, let's say just like a standard rock show or something like that. And you're just kind of feeling the chaos of all the people that are there. This didn't feel that way when everyone's vibing on the, on the same level and it's a positive level. Yeah. Very, very different feeling. And I'm pretty perceptive to those kinds of things. So it was very noticeable. Just everybody was super cool. And I was very flattered with how many people actually recognized me and all that. That was very nice. And I appreciate everyone who came up to, to say hello and to meet me and all that. And, uh, the music went off great. I was really happy to contribute what I could to that. Uh, the, it just having the sound work right and hearing everything properly and everybody getting into it, that's very gratifying to me because I'm kind of a, a gearhead when it comes to audio and stuff like that. So with everything just really running right where we wanted it, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. And shout out also to uh, Peacemaker Baron, um, Odin's one-eyed one raven bear who are just so good with sound as well. They, they came out to help me on tour once and just drove from, I think it was two or three cities setting up the sound because sound is so important. And, um, and when you're running and gunning with, with lower budgets, without loans, without debt, uh, to have the community be able to put in some, some legwork is just phenomenal. And yeah, it's like this community really is like it. One thing that I take a lot of um, pride in is that when people come to a bear meetup or they go to a festival, they leave with more energy. It's like the exponential growth of energy. It's not like it doesn't suck energy from you. It gives energy. Cod says they had an epic keyboard, too. It led to the hilarious Spanish bike song. That's true, Kyneton. Yes. Yeah, they had a great keyboard. People not in the delusion. BB is taking. All right. What else you guys want to talk about? Cod, do you have any more questions? We have people with an incredible knowledge of everything you can think of. I love living in the country, hate going to the city now. Yeah, I mean, I can't. No, I'm not going to say I can't, but I just have no interest in that city shit anymore. It's like the zombie level is so nuts. You know? I can, when I get into New York City, I'm counting the seconds till I can get out of there. I feel trapped. Yeah, it's like an open air prison and it it does feel like uh like it's a tr like it's a trap. It feels like it's almost like an electric light to bring in moths and kill everybody. <laughs> well, so what do you guys see coming down the line? Let's uh you know, let's use our intuition. I know everybody like everybody always wants to know what to expect and in these times a lot of people uh, don't feel like they have anything they can count on with institutions or whether or not money's going to work or, you know, if they're going to elect a horse in Congress like they did under uh Caligula. Caligula. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, you know, they're, they're talking about Fetterman. They're like, oh, they've, they've elected Biden and Fetterman. Could we be more humiliated? I'm like, oh, yeah, it, it keeps going. Wait till they put in a horse. Wait, wait a minute. Is Fetterman the VP? I don't even know. No, Fetterman's no, no. the Fetterman's new. the guy who had a stroke. Oh, oh Democratic yeah. Democratic yeah. candidate. The guy literally can't speak properly and can't understand what's said to him. And he won the Pennsylvania uh what was the senator house representative i don't remember which one he, he won but yeah it's like <laughs> that, that sounds like a good election you know he'll be able to contribute a lot yeah so what right. do you guys see coming down the down the down the freeway 
I've had so many people tell me, you know, I was told months and months and months before it happened that monkeypox was going to show up in August. Sure as God made little green apples, August 1, it hit my local news in Rhode Island. It lasted all of three days before it fell on its face. What I think we're going to see the push for is crypto. They have to get us on crypto at some point. They have to get us on UBI, which is universal basic income. The, these are their wet, excuse me, wet dreams. In the old days, like a, 10 years ago, you used to see news that was regional. Oh, this school was shot up. Oh, that was shot up. Now, this goes on at a lesser version. The big events that try to capture everyone's imagination have to be more worldwide. So you will see big things like, oh, this country just got invaded. Oh, someone popped a fake nuke. Um, it'll be these kinds of ideas. I wouldn't even be surprised to see a fake alien invasion, to be honest with you. Um, but what I do notice is so many of their tactics around the shot seems to be falling apart now. There's a lot of remorse from those poor folks that made the terrible choice of getting it. In the long run, stay the hell away from crypto. Don't take free money from these jokers because you don't get something for nothing. Other than that, I mean, I could say a lot of things, but why add fear porn? Yeah, it's like taking a lollipop to go into someone's van. You know, and these crypto brokerages are now falling apart. All right, classic Game Dad Bear says, just want to say hi to Jason. Love meeting him at the Bear Fest and sharing some William Cooper gravy. You all crush. Can we get Crow to come out next year? Love what y'all are doing. I remember that conversation. That was great meeting you, man. The only I will make an attempt in seasons to come to get out. Rose is putting together a thing that is local for me in Rhode Island. For folks who don't know, my mother passed away near Easter and this house that I'm in that my grandfather built, all that has had to transfer. Put it this way, I've been slammed for, I don't know, since 2016, I've literally been pinned down here and slammed and it's easing up on me now. Awesome. God says the only big stuff they have left is fake rapture, alien invasion or zombies. I don't know, man. I think, uh, I think the nuke is, I think that's one of their, uh, their, their spells, they got ready to go. You know, a nuke. I think the 5G towers might mimic, uh, mimic radiation. So they just pop a bomb, turn on some towers, get enough people scared, create a no-go zone. You know, they can do did, all did that you hear, shit. Did you hear what Neil Myass Tyson said on Bill Maher? No, what did Steel, he, what did Steel to Bike Tyson say? <laughs> um, he said... <laughs> Bill Maher said something about nukes and fallouts and Neil Myass Tyson informed him that, no, these are modern nukes. You don't have to worry about radioactive fallout anymore. Oh yeah. I saw that. It's a hydrogen bomb. (laughs) Oh yeah. I saw that. They're like, Oh no, this, this iteration of the script, there is no fallout. That's, that's over now. Yeah. Dirty bomb. All that. Yeah. It's, and the amount of people, like I was, I was talking about uh, something that had to do with fake space and the ISS and there's a lot of comments in BitChute. The amount of people that fall for the ISS is crazy. It's like, so you think that they can shoot a missile at 15,000 miles an hour to dock with it and bring them uh, gorilla suits? And I, I mean, I can't understand how people still fall for, you know, the, the, the Don Pettit. And it's okay. I just every now and then I see what's out there in the world and I'm like, oh my God, how is this still working? Don Pettit's like, well, duh. Does the diet go large? Someone asked him, and he's like the head astronaut. They're like, so what happens if there's a hole in the ISS? And he's like, well, I, uh, I check out, uh, there, there's got to be a protocol. And uh, 
And people are literally like, oh, yeah, this this fucking checks out. They got a gorilla suit. All the women have like really long, frizzy hair. Uh, yeah, it's that totally works. So one of the big <laughs> problems with the ISS is there is something that you can film. Um, from my point of view, it's a trick. It's yeah. in our atmosphere. Nothing gets outside our atmosphere. But I saw it with my naked eye transit the moon. It transit the moon in less than a second. And it looks pretty much like you would expect a little tiny shadow look. The problem is, is I've seen it faked a lot of times. Anything that goes over the moon is going to be black unless it's got blazing lights on it. Um, I've seen it filmed transiting the sun. I've seen other astronomers raise hell with me because they filmed it. We've thought about how can this be done? Is it a balloon? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure they do have lighter than air tech. I'm pretty sure that most of the things that I filmed and are in the movie Shoot the Moon are that. Um, but I'm just saying it doesn't help that there actually is a thing that is the right shape. But people still buy into the magical people in space nonsense. That's interesting. Yeah, there always is just enough evidence to get people fighting at Thanksgiving. <laughs> Our heavyweight dancing bear says, what spiritual significance do you guys see in, as in zero or even I had an experience where I used it as a place that two opposing views could meet safely. Is he talking about zero? Yeah, zero. Spiritually, zero is bereft for me, but the problem is exactly what Owen brought up. There's definitions, then there's definitions. If you and I right now accept that the meaning of zero is no thing, then spiritually in this creation, there's no such thing as zero. I did an episode on that. I'm sure Rose will post the number for you. In God's creation, zero does not exist. So what does that tell you about a fake digital system that is based on ones and zeros? Now, some people are going to come and say, oh, that zero is just a placeholder, but that's really not it. It would be easier to say on and off, right? That would maybe be a little bit closer. But the idea of no thing is what zero has become. So in God's creation, there is no room for no thing. There's only everything in God's creation. Fascinating. Rose says, episode 201 is Crow and Marty Leeds fighting about zero. <laughs> yeah, Marty Leeds. Marty Leeds, man. That dude is smart. He's an interesting cat. I've gotten some big fights with him, too. But I will say this. When the chips are down, he does back you, though. It's like when I got kicked off Rockfin, Marty Leeds actually publicly said that it was wrong of them to do it. But then we just went back to arguing again. It's, he's, he's a stand-up guy. He is a stand-up guy. It's it's interesting. But he's, he is kind of, I mean this with love, but he can be bitchy. Like, you can argue. Like, I had him on once. We, we argued about the Trinity for, like, an hour and a half. And <laughs> I didn't even know what the hell we were arguing about. But when a lot of people are silent, he is strong. And so I'm not, I don't think he's a liar or a coward. And those are the things that matter to me more. Speaking of Rockfin, Cymatic Bear says, been excited for this one. It, it gets no better than Owen and Crow and Jason on the same stream and can't wait for the episode on Crow's platform also. And Annie D says, best time ever. Onward to Beretaria. Blessings to Crow, Jason, and Rose and Fortune. That was very nice, Rockfin. Yeah, and the fact that I've been replatformed is great on Rockfin. Your Marty Leeds roast was absolutely hilarious. Thank you, Matt. But I will say he's not like, he's not a bad guy. He's a, he's a good guy. That he is that I would find myself arguing with over nothing for hours. And, you know, I'm sure he'd admit that <laughs> he's a mathematical genius. And I think that tends to have an effect 
on how people are. He's literally a mathematical genius. What, what he can hold in his head, I can't do with a pen and pencil. Yeah, he's very dialectic and I'm very rhetorical. And I think that sometimes when those worlds collide, there's a lot of unnecessary friction because I speak in terms of emotion and uh, I aim at the truth and I use uh, oscillation like amplitude and words that I know will trigger people to create a bigger wave. And dialectic people, a lot of times they find that very unnerving. And, you know, um, you know, I'm not going to say he's autistic, but Rose says mathematical genius reflected in episode 127. Bowler Bear says Marty did the math and it told him to back you versus Martin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, now he's in, um, he's in Wisconsin, I hear, which is cool. Get him out of, he uh, left Hawaii to stand on his principle, by the way. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Hawaii is a beautiful place, but it feels like haunted to me. Like I've done shows in Hawaii and it's so gorgeous. You know, those, those beaches are unbelievable. Everything about it's unbelievable, but it has this feeling like at any time the locals can't, could like turn and eat you. You know, there's like, there's definitely a, a history there that's haunted, <laughs> you know, like something very bad has happened there that no one talks about. I don't know. That man. wouldn't surprise me. Baraplegic Bear says, I will never do a Marty Leeds roast unless I had some cheap GMO trash that needed flavoring. Jesus, Baraplegic. Baraplegic says, we all know the Trinity is the delicious blend of three beans. 100% Colombian, 100% Nicaraguan, and 100% Ethiopian. A variable at Baraplegic. Hey, Baraplegic, just be happy we give you a parking space. We don't roll you off a cliff. Enough. <laughs> You know, that's my newest thing. Like, if I ran for any government, I would say no more handicapped parking. They have a throne that they can wheel themselves from anywhere in the parking lot. Those spots should be for mothers with young children. And, of course, paraplegic's going to have a problem with that. Oh, no, I need the special board parking. No, okay, I'm not going to go on about that. I know it's a highly controversial... E easy, chief, easy, chief. Put, put the caffeine a few more feet away from you. <laughs> no, but it's, it's true, though. It's like paraplegic is the biggest shit talker in the world. And he knows no one will say anything back because he's in a wheelchair. I, I, I can hear you cocking the double barrel shotgun. All right, I'll back down. I'll back down. I'll back down. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm ready to go. I'll back down. All right. Rose says, ask Crow about a shirt in Hawaii that said, I'm just trying to catch my breath. So I get to Hawaii, and it was the first time I'd been there. And I'm seeing bumper stickers like Howley's, get the hell out. And so I finally ask a guy, what's a howl and he says you're a freaking howly so <laughs> i take it upon myself to go into the bookstore and i look up and the idea of the word howly was they one of the versions of it is they saw these ships with white sails so they thought they were ghosts coming in <laughs> and so those were people without breath and so the people were white too so they called they were calling them those without breath so i invented a t-shirt that said howly on the front and on the back it said just trying to catch my breath that's funny yeah, because I've noticed if you can make the locals laugh, even if they have like a real problem with you, they, they like it and they like you. Because I've, like I've been thrown, I, get para, I used to get parachuted into all these foreign cultures and I'd have to stand in front of hundreds or thousands of them and make them laugh. And I've noticed that if you can make the locals laugh, they will abandon all ancestral prejudice. So good move. All right, Allie says, hey Crow and Jason, I have so much respect for you too. Your show kept me and my husband on a good road spring of 2020. Thank you. Any insights for the those in their early 30s wanting to start a conscious family, though it feels we are a rare breed? Conscious family? 
um, you know, it brings Start with to being mind. with the right person. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It brings to mind what David Weiss was saying, which I found out about a couple months ago and I laughed. The first thing is, is if you're going to start a family, don't let those kids be abused. Don't let drugs and things be put into them. I try to have a natural birth as much as you can. But David Weiss was going around talking to everyone, and I didn't even know he was doing this, and he was saying the following. Don't put your kids in college because you'll be 150 to 200 grand in debt. Instead, take $25,000, get a nice, beautiful place on the beach, and have your kid listen to five Crow 777 radio shows a week. Three of the old ones and two of the new ones, and that that kid will be better situated to face the world when he's done. And he said, with the caveat, if he wants to be a surgeon or a less electrician, he's probably going to have to go to school. That's hilarious. Yeah, I tell everyone not to go to school, to learn a trade or apprentice. You know, because this has been going on a long time. They've been saying, uh, can you believe that Bill Gates didn't go to school? I mean, despite that, he's still so rich. Can you believe that? And they'll just keep listing all these. Hello? Sorry, I thought that was Amy. They'll keep listing all these billionaires like it's this big... Uh, and, and then you start looking into all their lives and most super successful people didn't go to college because it's, uh, you know, it's a waste of time and money. Like, there's no college, reason. College is not a good... School in general is not a good place for smart people. No. Dan, uh, Jildren says, I want to know Crow's true opinion on the box saga. And I want to know, do you guys think it's still going on? Like, there's still these eugenic forces going on of, like, who gets to yes. breed and who doesn't? Yeah, like, there's circles. Yeah, it's happening right now. Yeah. I've been told by people in the highest positions that I'll ever know that the end result, after getting everyone on UBI, will be to remove the white race and to remove critical thinkers. And the, the reason that struck me is because it matched perfectly with the research Jason and I did on how many people are in the world, what we found... Places like Japan, dire straits. Um, many of the white races, dire straits. Places that were Catholic, South American, or Mexican, they were growing. Some places, and what was it, Jason? The Middle East, I think they were growing. And what we did see was that it was primarily the white races that seemed to have been falling since since the uh, since the 70s. But I'm sorry, what was... Oh, she asked me about the box saga. Yeah. Look, I wouldn't have covered it if I didn't think there was something there. But I got to be honest... Um, well, I won't call it censoring. I omitted a big part of the box saga. And I'm guessing if you've read it, you know what I'm talking about. What I want to talk about is ideas. What I want to offer is common sense things. If you talk about people drinking semen, you're in this environment we are in, you will lose your conversation very quickly. And not only that, it's like you're in therapy. Drinking pee, you're out of your dance. No one's going to consider what may or may not be there. So I admitted, omitted a huge part. Do I think there's something to it? I know there is. The, the first time that I heard the story, I heard the bell ring. When the, the Vatican snuck in, decimated the place, renamed it, and encoded Christian words backwards into the name of the place they just decimated, I instantly knew that there was reality to this. Now, did people come from goats? No, I don't think I'm going that far. Um, I think it's more likely that people were more etheric and that we literally did fall. Like we literally went from almost an angel towards a monkey, you know? Yeah, 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 um, totally. that, that we did it backwards. And now I think we're going back up, but there are parts of the box saga, which were clearly censored. And there's a lot there to think about. 
Uh, Tin Banner Bear says, I don't think the whites are going anywhere. Yeah, I don't think so either, but I think whites is kind of oddly a a brand created by people that want to control us. Like, I think that there's so many different types and nations and ethnicities that I think white is almost like a bleached bromated bread, you know? Anyway, all right, so Jersey Bear says, how long do you think the moon landing spell will last? China looks to be the next world power, yet their space program footage is laughable. Globe Earth is a dead end for science. Love the radio show. Thank you to Crow, Jason, Rose, and BB for all you guys. China's had a built-in explode button from the beginning. Anyone who builds at the clip that they built coming into the modernization, you saw the pollution they had to deal with for one thing. And in that country, you can snap your fingers. All right, we're doing it this way now. So it's easier to clean up than in a place like this where they'll fight about it in a fake government for the next three years. My point being is they built at such a clip, they can't possibly maintain all that they've built. There's your built-in explosion button. Um, are they going to be most powerful in the world? They're going to give them that impression because they're ultimately controlled. Uh, if you know the history of, like when I was in the Marine Corps, what do we learn about? The Boxer Rebellion. All these things, they were bought off easy. What people don't know is when Chiang Kai-shek actually won and it was our State Department that forced communism back to the table. We did that. What I'm saying here is that, yeah, they've got all the building and all, you know, the everything. But what it is, is it's an implodable situation. Anyone that builds, any flame that burns too bright, it can't be sustained. But my lips are moving moving, and I'm forgetting the question, Owen. Uh, the, the question just had to do with the fake moon landing. Like, because uh, China's... Oh. China's moon landing footage is so stupid looking, but so is ours. If you watch it's it, it's over. It's over. There's two kinds of people in the world. And um, the people who comprehend nonsense are the future. And people who comprehend nonsense know that the magical moon buggy never existed. Yeah, that's why I don't think their plans are going to work at all. Because they may be trying to extinct critical thinkers and uh, certain races that have high IQs and whatnot. But it doesn't really work once people figure it out. You know, it's I, I don't see it happening. I think I see a lot it, of it also. It's also the same argument as the sorry to interrupt you, but it's no, interrupt nuclear, anytime you it's, want. I don't care. It's at all. the nuclear argument. Right. So they convinced everybody that there's this really powerful guy that's got a red button that can destroy God's creation. Well, poppycock. That was never true. It will never be true. And by the way, if it ever was true, this creation or whoever created it wouldn't be worth much if the ants on the surface of it could destroy it. And that is a similar argument to what we see. What it's doing is convincing there's a lot more power than there actually is. That's what Nagasaki and Hiroshima are about. It's what a lot of this is about. It's the bluff that, that gets them through the day. They don't have the power. They've convinced folks they do. And that moon landing, man, that thing's so far in the rear view by now. Um, very few people who, who can even chew gum and walk at the same time are accepting that. Yeah, all they have is influence. They don't have power. And I, that's, a, that's a really good thing to explain to people that are getting scared. Oh, they're going to do this. They're going to do this. They, they, ha they literally have no power. They only have influence. And influence is very, um, it can be very destructive. They, they have to convince you to do it. And if you don't, they actually lose their position. All Instantly. Right. Yeah. It's an offer. Everything is an offer and you don't have to accept it. All right, uh, Jack Cat says, Cerulean Bear again. How weird is it that Sam Tripley does a quote-unquote conspiracy podcast with Brian Callen, whose dad is a Saudi CIA banker? How come no one ever brings that up? 
I heard Crow on his show and felt for him having to listen to Sam. Not, we're not here to talk shit. I know that that we're not going to. No, no one here. I, I talk a lot of shit as a comedian, but I'm guessing we don't, you know. Sam not even paying uh, attention, just saying interest. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've made fun of Callen for stuff like that. But in the end, I don't think those people really matter. I think that they're some of the blindest people on the planet. I mean, I used to think that the quote-unquote Jews were running everything until I saw their vaccination rates. <laughs> Ask Toronto Jew Bear. Toronto Jew Bear, how many, uh, how many of the guys at the synagogue are boosted? What, 100%? And so that's one reason why I don't really care who's got what position. I don't know. Do you guys have any comments on that? I think that there's a lot of truth to the idea that they want to get people whose not too distant roots are European and they want to get anyone who's a critical thinker. That's who they want. And so in their minds, you know, do you remember? And I hesitate to say this because people will misconstrue things. I love every human being equally, and I'm not lying, even the ones that I don't get along with. Um, and I made that commitment and I stick to it in the Godfather. There's a scene, the original movie, the Godfather, where they're arguing, you know, are we going to sell hair? Are we going to pollute children out there? And they finally come to the conclusion that they'll just do it to the black communities because they're animals anyhow. And that is truly how some of these powerful places view people and how they ever arrive at these this part of God's creation we can dump on, but this one we can't. It's an aberration. It's an aberration of what it means to be here. And every single living thing put in this place has a reason. They fill a niche. They offer part of where we're going. Um, unless you want to accept that whoever created this place makes mistakes all day long. Yeah, no, totally. No, and it's, it's uh, written out in certain uh, religious books. That, uh, you know, you can do usury to non, you know, members of your group, even though it's considered war. The against, Talmud, yeah, the Talmud yeah. did that. I saw that. Uh, Michael Hoffman railed against, um, you know, that that was one of the worst offenses in Christianity before um, before the Talmud started to normalize it. And then the the Vatican did normalize it. Yeah, um, there's another thing the Vatican did to, to all of us. Usury is high crimes, high crimes. It's considered a war against God. It's like the way to destroy every nation. But yet these churches will rant on and on about shit that let's, doesn't matter, but they'll never touch our entire financial system because. So let's tell them why. Let's tell them why it's high crimes against God. Because if I put two gold coins on a table, there will never be a time when those gold coins have a baby. And if they do, that is the devil at work there to use the vernacular. That is against nature, and that's what usury is. It's basically coins making babies out of thin air. Yeah, that's why it's at the same level of hell and Dante's Inferno is, of sodomites, because it's the same yep. general concept that, and E. Michael Jones explained this well, that you take that which is fertile and you make it sterile, and that which is sterile and you make it fertile. You're never going to make people uh, with sodomy, and you're never going to make wealth from debt. It's actually a complete inversion. And so that's why when you're seeing these churches waving the rainbow flag and, um, you know, promoting usury and debt. And I, I mean, I know Christians that literally say to me, I love debt. It's how I leverage to get more wealth. I'm like, what? You know, and these are the same people that call me a Satanist for promoting alchemy or trying to uh, purify my soul to a higher level. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like what they're doing is outlined in the in the Old Testament, which can be a little brutal, but I think it's the stories of people wrestling with 
you know, with God and nature and all this stuff. And some of the, their conclusions were a little wild, but you can understand it. Usury and sodomy were death sentences. And so now every church is like a usury machine and, and they're all about sodomy. And it's like, and then they say, oh, you're full of hate. You're full of hate. No, if you promote sodomy, your demographics will go to zero. If you promote usury, all labor will go to zero and everyone dies. And so Islam has the, the term riba, which means uh, a compound interest, and it's the greatest threat to any nation. And that's why the great Satan of American military bombed them into oblivion after uh, the, our best buddies in the whole world, Benjamin Netanyahu, said that they had nukes that are fake. And so it's okay. I know that that can be a little overwhelming for people and they feel isolated, but the beauty is they don't matter. Like just you build your own shit. You, you can be in this world and not of it. And none of this is new. It's been going on forever, you know? All right, Cucumber says, Crow or, and or Jason, what are your thoughts on Bearplegic, Bearplegic's alleged bear name change to Sitting Bear? Oh, Jesus, we're not going to start this whole Bearplegic thing. He just wants to sell coffee. All right. His coffee is good, I must say. It's, it tastes like piss. I'm just kidding. I disagree. No, <laughs> I know. Shotgun down. Push it away okay. from your microphone. <laughs> I see what you're doing there, Chief. You love his coffee, and I can see it all over your face. <laughs> all right. Andrew says this. <laughs> you guys see this sketch we did because we, we have this uh, two bears are in this uh, coffee war. We got board game bear against uh, bear Pelagic, And we I don't know if you guys know Benny Wills. Um Great guy, great truther guy, does a lot of sketches. They just, they, they make commercials back and forth mocking each other's coffee and it's it's hilarious. So I don't know if you guys are aware of that's one reason why I'm I'm going so hard in the paint against one of our, uh, one of our trusted cripples. All right, Bushwhacking History in Buffalo says, all legends, thank you very much for the past four years, relearned everything. Crow, any further insight on the lunar firmament wave? I definitely am of the firmament wave idea, gravy regardless. And then we'll land the plane. I don't want to take these guys too long. We've been an hour 20. Well, I think it's I think it's kind of self-evident. The moment it was filmed in, I think it was Jupiter was the first time. It's been Saturn, Jupiter, so many times in front of the moon, I don't know. It's always two waves. Um, it's pretty definitively been shown that there's no way a flying thing could have been done that. Um, and we know there's something that separates what they call space from our atmosphere. We also know that all the big religious traditions use words like separating water from water. 2016, I said space would be better described as water. Um, I think that's the, really the only realistic uh, thing that it could be. But point is, can't prove it, so doesn't make me right. And then we got a final super chat here from Bra Bear. BB, so grateful to have you and Crow777 to guide us. And building community, Louisiana meetup December 10th, processing meat chickens in the morning, potluck in the afternoon. Jason and Rose are a blessing to have so close to us onward. That is a great guy right there. Yeah, that's what it's all about, guys. The Vatican, Federal Reserve, uh, Zionism, all this stuff are traps. It doesn't stop you from processing meat birds in Louisiana and having a great time with your friends. And the more you focus on that, the more you're, uh, you will attract a really good life to you. You know. Oh, we do have a couple more apparently. Uh, God, God, is this for uh, is this for a crow or is this just my? I don't know what the hell's going on. All right, guys. Any final uh, any final 
comments or statements you want to make before I let you guys go? Um, I'll tell everybody that everything we do is at crow777radio.com. I don't use social media unless I'm pointing at crow777radio.com. Two R's. Uh, Two R's, by the way. Yeah, C-R-R-O-W. Yeah, 777radio.com. Members get the two-hour film that Jason made about all the telescope that I did for like over a half a decade. And it's won, I think, 10 laurels now. Yes. Um, it's won laurels from all over the world, Jaipur, India, Mumbai, uh, the United States. When we first put it out, no one would touch it. And that's because I say NASA's full of prunes. People are touching it all over the place, and they're giving it awards now. It's really quite a unique film, but that's free to anyone who joins. Other than that, what would you add, Jason? Yeah, I think we need to start thinking about a second film, because I don't really feel much like a filmmaker having only made one. Well, I contributed to a second. That was we need to do cymatics. I want to do cymatics. I know. We got to yeah, figure out how that's going to be complicated. <laughs> it is complicated. You're an audio engineer. We'll get through it. <laughs> I love it, guys. Well, thanks for coming in. This is, you're always welcome, obviously. And for those of you that want to hear the convo I have with these guys, that's crrow777radio.com. And as you know, as the world keeps fake turning, uh, more and more people should do their own sites, their own platforms, because if you're not paying a monthly thing for something, you're the product. And, uh, and it, you know, uh, support what you like or it goes away. And so that's kind of where we're at. And thank you guys for coming in and I'll talk to you guys soon. Cheers, man. Thanks for the double header. Peace. Thanks, man. Thank you. All right. Great guys, right? Thanks. Uh, thanks to Crow and Jason. Hey, George, you guys want to see what George has been up to this whole time? Just sitting there being awesome. Hey, George. George, do you like crows? Do you like chasing crows? All right, so I'm just going to read the super chats that were for me. Tons of super chats now for them. Okay, so I will read those, and then we'll call it a day. Is Jason's dad a J? Um, I don't know. My dad's part J. Maybe. Crow777 is well worth the subscription. Yeah, yeah, and, I, and he got pretty hammered from uh, the PayPal nonsense. So uh, I really wanted to have him on and let people know about what he's up to because he's such a good guy. Is Jason married? Just curious. Rose, do you have anything to talk about with that? All right, here we go. Rockfin, Ira Voice. Greetings, Big Bear. I noticed you were late for work yesterday. I suggest you make it to work on time instead of talking to your fuzzy bird friend about silver and the moon. Those belong to me. Two more write-ups and playtime with the bears will never be the same. <laughs> Thank you, Vanilla Godzilla. Wes Flatter says, Yes, I haven't caught a live stream in years. Keep crushing Big Bear. No one's having more fun than us. Indeed, and welcome back. Hewitt Shore King gave me a tip, and so did Vanilla Godzilla says, I hired Bear Poegic since my Roomba broke down. <laughs> Bear Poegic. Bear Poegic, you fuck. Now the crow's gone. And I don't have a handler anymore to hold me back. I'm glad your legs are dead. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here's some uh, super chats. Thank you, everybody. Bud Bear, Bud's, Bub's Bird Bear says, Thanks to Crow's show, I started looking for them. And now I have a ton of old school books that I would like to share with anyone who would use them. 1899 to 1910, some from 1930. Bub's Bird Bear on the BT app. Thank you, Owen Crow, Jason, and Rose for being voices of reason over the last three years. Also have Life magazines and Houston newspapers from 66 to 69. Tons of interesting stuff, and I want to share. Thank you, Bubs Bird Bear. Jack Cat says, I'm a commercial plumber. 
here in Spokane, right next to BB, and the least professional thing I do is send super chats while I'm working. Oh, gee, did how dare you? Much love, Crow. What's the best way to show or prove to someone that moon landings are obviously fake? Uh, just call the moon lander uh, a meth head's tree fort and laugh. Moving on. Cerulean Bear, I feel I have been spamming this, but it's important. No, you're keeping the show going. You're, you know, you're tipping us. If any bears are looking for an awesome job in the trades and you might be feeling intimidated, the plumbing company I work for is hiring apprentices. No experience, $19 an hour. Hit me up on the app, Cerulean Bear, C-E-R-U-L-E-A-N, Bear Crush On, indeed. And that is a skill that everybody will always appreciate because no one wants to drown in their own piss. Dread Matt says, I am hidden in plain sight, Bear, a.k.a. Dread Matt. Not sure what to say, except thanks for all the streams. I listen while I work to make my day go faster. Truth or child, Santa isn't real. Santa believing child, that's ridiculous. Do you know how many people it have to be? And I, yeah, I love that. Sleep deprived, Bear. This is a response to Jonah Bear. I do indeed love men, but not lust after them. Super chatter, you're gay. Biostatician approved. This one at least. Your streams keep me laughing, grounded, and motivated to be a better person. Never stop. Owen, and thank you. Thank you, Sleep Deprived Bear. Crestmont Bear. Big Bear, a little grabble for your babble. The sinks are insane. Letter coming soon. Coddington, this is for food, not your Beanie Baby collection. Taylor Bear says, hello, good sir. Just want to say thanks for the steady crushing. I watched Princess Bride for the first time, and it was kind of a dark sink. As my grandfather passed away earlier that same day, I got choked up with how the kid didn't want to see his... Oh, that's sad. Yeah, it's beautiful. Didn't want to see his grandfather, but in the end made a special bond. Life is short, but beautiful. Absolutely. Uh, Justin says, give all of America's nigs to Denmark bears so he can make use of them to conquer Europe. I already refer to all of Europe as Denmark anyway, so let's make it happen. Also, there isn't enough room in Denmark for the 300 million fat white Americans... But there's plenty of good farmland in Africa for our shumas. Great, great. You're really thinking geopolitically, and I like it. Mortloaf Bear, 1540 total gravy stream, by the way, coming from a 36-foot elevation. Interesting. Thank you. Goodman Brown says, here is something that has to be from Synap. The first openly gay candidate for president from a major party was named Pete Buttigieg. Peter Buttigieg, literally penis butt. Yeah, and he's from South Bend, Indiana. Here's what makes it even funnier, though. Uh, E. Michael Jones has known the little fucker since he was a kid. So it's real, but there's obviously forces at work, I think angels and demons, that, uh, that guide people towards these bizarre things. Like the, the FTX crypto explosion, the guy was named Bankman Fried. You know, Ellen DeGenerate, General Betrayus. It's uh, Bernie made off with your money. But here's the fucking craziest thing is I know some of these people and it isn't scripted. They don't. Well, it's scripted, but they're not aware of it. And, and uh, Vox was talking about that last night. Like, who's writing these absurd scripts? Like, they're not even trying on the names like uh, Wainel Sexton and and, you know, and it's just like. That's why I want to write this movie about Synap with the guy that writes the scripts. (laughs) And he's a former comedian that got pissed off when Stalin and Hitler were taking his bits. Thorne says, I haven't laughed so hard. Thank you, Owen and Cod and all the bears who write in for Gravler football. Onward, indeed. 
All right. Is there any more, Kyneton? What was the bear's name for the plumbing apprentice? Anyone? Cerulean Bear. What about the voices and chains coming from the dried up lake? Dick Pound. Oh, yeah. The head of the Olympics named Dick Pound. Like, that's absurd. BB, got to finish off with the Israel wheelchair tragedy. Oh, hang on a second. I mean, I could just do that tomorrow. But you're right. Why not just hang a little bit more? I mean, I got nothing to do except entertaining, except entertain a Canadian Jew. What has my life become? All right, I got it. So this is obviously great. And it really is a whacking wall, by the way. They, they, you remember how I always called the whaling wall the whacking wall? Well, it turns out when they gyrate, they actually are mimicking sex. They admit it. And Toronto Jubair never told me about it. Now I know. And now I know again not to trust him. So here is probably fake cripple uh, Greg Abbott from uh, Texas. You know, he's, he's really leaning forward in that chair, almost like he doesn't need the chair. Right? There he is praying, like holding his face against the wall. But see, what I, after further examination, you can clearly see that he's not at the wailing wall. He's actually on the floor in Tel Aviv. See, this is why the joke I needed to set it up for us. So, okay. So here's Greg Abbott, the uh, Republican right-wing America first, with a little hat on his head, praying at the fucking Wailing Wall in Israel, right? Everyone sees that? Just begging and praying to his masters. Well, this picture is actually a little bit, um, it's been edited. This is actually what he looked like after a full night of sodomy in Tel Aviv. And he, uh, he hit the ground pretty hard. His little throne there, that little chair, that little chariot uh, was still attached to his weird ass. After Gary and Terry had their way with him. Oh, how dare you mock a cripple? He's so beautiful. Ollie, he just wants to start wars. Don't you understand? Don't you understand that without war... Without war, you're the bad man for making fun of his fake disability. There's no way he's actually in a fucking wheelchair. All right, here's the final Super Chats. Kundalini Bear says, BB, I'm loving the show with Crow and Jason. I have a letter in the works, but for now, would like to be verified as Kundalini Bear. Welcome, Kundalini Bear. Much love to you and your family. Sleep Deprived Bear was right to call me out, says Jonah Bear. He doesn't lust after men. He hungers for them. Sending this to pay the huge gay, the, that huge gay of his away. Good. I like it. I like when people argue passive aggressively who's gayer and only I and Kyneton profit. It's probably the greatest business plan in human history. Next to the Vatican shaming people about heaven and hell. I shame people for being gay and they give me money for it. And it's fucking great. Donna Baberica says Crow Triple Seven drinks his own piss. So I wouldn't take his advice on coffee. That's hilarious. Jonah Bear, San Antonio meetup on Saturday, November 19th at Copernicus Park from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Copernicus was a bitch. I'm a brahi guy. Go to meetups or you're gay, says Jonah Bear. Indeed. Kyneton, any final super chats or is that it? Is this more? Or is that it? Because if it's it, it's a rock fan. But, but, sia, mungay. I don't know what that means. I think able-bodied people should be able to use wheelchairs stigma-free. They look fun. Obviously. Caught up now. Okay, so that's going to be it for me today. Thanks again to Crow and Jason for 
giving us their time and their expertise and their incredible uh, conversational ability. I don't think Crow tried tasting the first catch of the day, says Rose. I won't drink my own piss. I don't care how many people I respect say it's good for you. I love Barnett, love Crow and all the guys, but you know, I'm not judging. I'm not saying they're like bad. You know, it's not binary. It's not like, oh, if you don't drink your own piss, you think everybody's disgusting who does it. No, I've, I've been offered piss drinking. Uh, people have said it has health benefits and I've said no. You know, I haven't tried it. Not that desperate, says Rose. Yeah, no, I, I'm, not try, I'm not drinking piss. And then if they're like, oh, you're a piss skeptic. You're a piss tard. I'm going to be like, shut up. It's blood plasma since Andrew. I don't care. BB did promote the drinking of PP. No, I didn't. I literally have done cartoons making fun of drinking piss. If I was on my deathbed, I would try it just so the piss drinkers wouldn't talk about me afterwards. That's a good point, Rose. If I was on my deathbed, I'd probably, I'd maybe try a little bit. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to die right after drinking my own piss. You promoted it? No, I didn't, Paraplegic. I never fucking promoted piss drinking. If anything, I gave an argument as to why people promote piss drinking, but I, in fact, let me, let me find a quick cartoon here, and then we'll, and then we'll land the plane. Paraplegic, of course, is slandering me again for money. Uh, every time he gets me to react, an NGO gives him money. All right, let's be grateful, Bear. It's one of his early cartoons. Yeah, here we go. You guys want to see how I feel about piss drinking? When you're wrong, admit it. This is what this is called. It was actually me making fun of people who won't admit they're wrong and people who drink piss. All right, here we go. Not a big deal, though. Not judging. When you're wrong, admit it. Think about how humiliating it would be if you're at a party and you just pick up your glass and drink it and it's just, it's just urine. So at that point, do you just keep drinking it or do you go, oh, that's piss? Because then everybody will know that you're the guy who drank the pee-pee. And, uh, and then you're like, why? Well, I, I thought it was water. And then it just becomes a funny story later. It's like, oh, remember when I accidentally drank a little bit of that piss? Versus like, I don't want everyone to, I don't want anyone to think that I, I, I mistook water for urine. So I got to drink the whole glass. That's literally how stupid it is. And you're like, oh. and then, and then if someone like me says that's urine, they go, how dare you? How dare you? I need to drink my urine. That's not even an exaggeration. That's an exact analogy. Like I like right now, I look at people that are are still believing in the moon landing. Is like I'm like you're just drinking urine. Yeah. So I've made a claim. I've made a statement. Again, I still can be friends with, and I don't judge people who drink the piss. But I do think that you know I'm just not into it. Any final super chats, Kyneton? I feel like I did just earn something. Rockfin. Some generous soul gave me five bucks on Rockfin-based beard. Ira Voice. Come on, Big Beard. The people need to laugh more. Oh, God, I'm squirting again. All right, that's probably it today. So you can always uh, find where I'm streaming at libertylinks.io slash Owen Benjamin Live. There's a plethora of uh, ever-changing. 
Where are we right now, Cod? Content, am I still on Twitch? Uh, VK, Rumble, Odyssey, unauthorized.tv. Drink the piss, eat the shit, says Dem. I know, and the next thing is going to be eating the shit. And they're going to be like, oh, yeah, mainstream medicine doesn't want you to know to eat the shit. Everyone's different. There are multiple ways to get healthy. The more research you do, the less likely you'll need to drink your own piss as a last resort. Well, I know the Irish have based an entire culture around drinking their own piss. Um, Kyneton says I have a couple more. I have absolute evidence you promoted Pistol Pete's coffee. Oh, you were doing a long joke, huh, Barapolegic? Oh, so you think, why don't you make a sketch that funny? Kyneton, will you just play me the sketch so we can close on it and everybody can super chat? Because they value me. Kyneton, will you send me uh, the Benny Wills board game bear sketch, please? Piss is sterile, shit is not. Swear to God, I've heard people promoting shit eating. Swear to God. I drank the pee-pee and BB feels good, man. That's all right. I'm not judging you, man. BB upside down is PP. You don't think I know? All right. Um, well, fecal implantation is a thing now. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm completely uh, offended. I'm offended by shit eating. Uh, okay, looking. Which sketch? The one with Board Game Bear and... Uh, let me see. Maybe I can find it on YouTube. Did he put it on YouTube? Pistol Pete Coffee. Uh, no, there's no YouTube presence. Pistol Coffee, Benny Wills. There's nothing here. It's all total bullshit. Maybe we put it at unbearablesmedia.com. Hmm. My laugh, my choice. Building Bertaria, the Fool's Choir. Oh yeah, do you guys know we have an Unbearables Media platform? You guys know that? Anyone know that? I didn't even know that. Kyneton definitely can't find it because he's a piece of shit. And let me see here. Benny Wills. All right, what do we got here? Joy Camp. Rabbit Hole a month ago. Oh, he's not even updating his coffee stuff. Benny Wills Coffee. Nothing. Man, we got to get better at search results. I'm going to check my email. Kyneton has an email. I mean, I guess he's been failing. Let me look up coffee. Oh, God, look at all this spam. Bunch of fucking assholes. Okay, let's uh, look up. How can I find it? Let's look up. I got an idea this okay okay festival dragons walter's book nothing no one cares no one cares about anyone anymore no one gives a shit kyneton doesn't care kyneton's right now he's just gambling it's not on gab tv or bit shoots is kyneton let me try ubm's page i already did kyneton 
It's gone. It's all gone. No one cares. <laughs> My Instagram that I uploaded at has been deleted. Maybe it's on Benny Wills' Instagram. Give me, an, give me a second here. But then I'd have to log in, and I don't even know my password. It's not on Gab TV or BitChute. How do we find Pistol Pete Coffee? Pistol Pete Coffee. Pistol Pete Store. Am I getting the right fucking brand right? Paraplegic, show us where it is. Don't be an asshole. Paraplegic, where's the video? Where's Paraplegic? Where's Paraplegic? Look at him. Look at Paraplegic talking about bullshit. Paraplegic, where's the video? Board Game Bears uh, coffee. It's, I, it's on IG Board Game. Rebel Joe's coffee. Why am I saying Pistol Pete? Why didn't Kyneton correct me? Rebel Joe Coffee, Benny Wills. Rebel Joe, you are the rebellion. Rebel Joe Coffee. RebelJoeCoffee.com. Nice. Why was I saying, oh, that's my buddy's coffee thing. It's another one of my friend's coffee. I get all these coffee companies mixed up. Rebel Joe, the walking decaffeinated. Upper Converse. Wow, he does a lot of good stuff here. What's it like drinking Rebel Joe? Kyneton, is there any way you can just send me the video? I have to log in? Jesus. This is getting ridiculous. Oh, did Gagan find it? Let's take a look. How has this got so few views? This is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It's, uh, let me see if Kyneton sent it to me. Or is he gambling again? Or is he just pissing in his little pants? I'm going to check the IG link. I have it, but it's in that long thing. I want the wide. I don't like how Instagram does it. Let me look up Rebel Joe on YouTube. Rebel Joe Coffee. Okay, Rebel Joe, you are the rebellion. One year ago. What it's like. Oh, Benny needs coffee. Got it. Found it. No thanks to Kyneton. No thanks to Kyneton. Rebel Joe Coffee on YouTube, everybody. Go check it out. Be part of the rebellion. Okay, let's close on this. Kyneton, collect the super chats, obviously. Pass the pass the hat around. Like the carnies that we are. Oh, thank God for you, my one-eyed weenus compadre. That's right. No, 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 no. Come on, not today. Come on.
<laughs> score 0.33 tates if I drink this, I know it. Might grow some rollerblades or something. Nah, it's not worth the risk. No, 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 I'm not taking any chances with you. <laughs> oh, I need to buy some good coffee, like, right now. Okay, screw this. I'm getting coffee. Real coffee. <sighs> okay, I don't know what's going on, but I'm tired of this shit. I'm exhausted, and I need some coffee. Never, ever drink you. <laughs> I need some coffee, some damn good coffee.
I just wanted some coffee, Max. I just wanted a little coffee. I did it. I drank the crippled coffee. <laughs> what have I done? Oh, man, it's, it's okay. I mean, it's not really. I, I brought you some. I thought you might have been out. I, but why are you? Oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was great. Kyneton, final super chats, and I'm out of here. Well done, everyone. At least paraplegic coffee only makes you crippled. Drinking English tea makes you gay. Now, paraplegic makes you crippled and gay. David gave me a tip on Rockfin. Thank you, brother. And final super chat, Donovan Berger. Paraplegic puts coffee beans in his shit bag and sails them as chocolate-covered beans. Oh, my God. Is that it, Kyneton? Is that enough? Is that enough torture for me and George? Poor George. George can't stand any of this shit. Uh, such a good stream today. Thank you, Jay Bear. Caught up. Okay, so unauthorized.tv. I didn't have any mail today because apparently the vet- veterans need even more exalting. There's no mail delivered on Veterans Day because I guess blowing up other countries wasn't enough for them. Now they need to shut down the fucking post office. Oh, I get to go to the Middle East and shoot people with my best friends and get all this money. So what do you want now? Oh, we want everything to shut down and talk about how great we are. You got to fucking play with the greatest. You get to shoot automatic 50 cals in Iraq, just shooting everyone for no reason. Why? Because they didn't want to accept debt? Because they didn't want to accept sodomy? You got to fucking shoot everyone for years? Ah! And then you come home and you're like, oh, I have PTSD. Well, maybe you shouldn't have shot someone because they didn't want to fucking bank with you. And now we can't get our fucking mail? Oh, no, we have to think about our veterans and how they fought for our freedom. Our freedom? Our freedom. So, so the fact the Iraqis didn't want to accept sodomy and usury is our fucking freedom. And now you're going to shut down the post office. So none of us can have our mail. Because you fucking needed to go shoot a bunch of people who didn't want to bank with you. For 20 years. Unbelievable. Yeah, Bankers Mercenary Day. I know, totally. Oh, you don't. Yeah, how dare you? Oh, yeah. How come there's no, like, tree climbers day? More tree climbers die every year than fucking soldiers. You want to know why our soldiers never die? Because you always fucking fight countries that can't fight back. Oh, we have air superiority, ground superiority, and, you know, we'll just start shooting fucking anything that moves. Why? Well, you know, we really need that heroin, and of course they're not willing to take on unpayable debt. Okay, so, okay, we've all made mistakes. We all accept that. Can you imagine if there was former Hollywood Comedians Day? Oh, all of us former Hollywood, you know, comedians really need a day where we shut down the fucking post office and everyone talks about how hard it was to get paid to, to push agendas and get our cocks sucked. That's basically what these veterans do. Oh, yeah, I get to go shoot people for money, and then I go home, and everyone's sucking our dicks. Oh, it's oh, PTSD. Oh, I don't know how to acclimate to reality anymore because reality sucks because I don't get to fucking shoot anyone that pisses me off. They get to go to another country, and anytime someone pisses them off, Oh, how dare you? I just want, don't want to go to the bank. They literally, just anyone who pisses them off, they're like, send in an airstrike. They're like, 
proud to be an American. And so what do they do when they get home? They get money for the rest of their lives. Oh, by all means, just keep taking all our money. You got to shoot anyone who bothered you on behalf of HSBC and the IMF. Oh, those veterans do have some fucking nerve. Did anyone hear about the Veterans Memorial in Anthem, Arizona that uses the sun to light up a symbol at 11.11 at 11 a.m.? No, but it's like those damn terrorists, right? It's so scary when someone won't prostitute their women, accept gay rights, and, and take unlimited unpayable debt so their country's always enslaved. Oh, proud to be a goddamn American. Ugh. And dude, how many total died in Iraq and Afghanistan? Like 4,000? Like 4,000 total people in America. Oh, how dare you? You're being so Over 20 years, 4,000 total deaths. Do you know how many people died of the fucking opioids that got shipped to America from Afghanistan? What? Two million? I don't know. Nobody, nobody has the day of remembrance for all of our friends that died of oxy, of fucking fentanyl. You know? Oh, but we got to raise the rainbow flag over those goddamn terrorists. How is it terrifying that they won't fuck each other in the ass? Unbelievable. Oh, yeah, but, you know, no mail for you. Everything closes down, and you just have to sit there and put your hand over your heart and think, well, it's so glad that we just killed all the world. <sighs> Kyneton, any, any more Super Chats? Armistice is black magic? Yeah, yeah, it's retarded. 11-11 and 11. 11-11-11. Do you know that that's literally what they did? 11-11-1918 and 11. And what did the two 11s uh, resemble? I don't know. Two fucking towers? Two fucking towers? Oh, we'll just knock down the 11 and make another 11-11-11. At 11 a.m. and 11-11, we'll knock down the two towers that are the 11 buildings and we'll make a one and we'll fucking kill some more niggers. And then we'll shut down the post office just so everyone gets really pissed off at all the fucking veterans that couldn't be happy just shooting anyone who bothered them. For those of you that have been vaccine damaged, yes, I'm friends with veterans. I don't hate the veterans, but come now. We're going to shut down our society and remember all the brave fucking men that got to kill anyone they wanted on behalf of the banks and then get money for the rest of their lives. 4,000 people in 20 years died. But no one talks about all the opiates and the sodomy and the hell that was unleashed. Millions of people died in the Middle East. The, the fucking veterans are over there like, dude, I'm in a bad mood. Look, a nigger. Dude. And, 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 that, and, that, and of course, that is, we have to remember, guys. No mail for you today. The two dicks number. Yeah, and BB can't read the letters. No, how am I supposed to get my letters today? Because everybody, Deja Vu Rant, BB did this last year. I do this every fucking Veterans Day. Every Veterans Day. Oh, it's like, oh, but what about all those who died? Yeah, that's on Memorial Day. It's a different day. And yeah, we'll remember the 4,000 who died over 20 years. Yeah, well, we'll make sure to really, because when you go 10,000 miles to kill everyone who won't choose your banking system, a few may die. And then we have to, what about the, all the tree climbers that fucking died? You know that tree climbing and deep sea fishing is way more uh, dangerous 
than being a soldier? Way more, not even close. Most of the army doesn't even fight. You know what they do? They hang out with their best friends. They get to fucking play around with guns and dogs and fix cars and crush and work out, drink fucking C4, get all jacked up on creatine, do push-up competitions. And every now and then they get to be like, yeah, let's go bomb a black guy. He stole my bike. Dude, if I was a veteran back in the day, like when they destroyed Libya because they wanted a gold standard, I'd be like, he stole my bike. And then I'd come home feeling a little guilty, right? I'd be like, yeah, you know, it turns out he didn't steal my bike. They just didn't want to be enslaved by fiat currency. Eh, I feel kind of bad. So what are you going to do about it? I'm going to make sure everyone turns me into an idol. And then they're going to thank me for their freedom everywhere I fucking go. And I'll, I'll take the free drinks and the free airport plane seats. Oh, no problem. Here comes a veteran, everyone. Here comes a veteran who fucking just shot anybody in Libya. Unbelievable. And it uses the sun every year at 11 a.m. to light up a military symbol on the ground. Way to show the earth is stationary and the sun is moving. Yeah, thank you, Black Lady Bear. How about the firefighters? Yeah, we swear to God it's way more reasonable to have firefighter day or police day. Firefighters and police don't go fight for the banks in foreign countries. You know, those guys show up to life-threatening situations and they put their life on the line for American citizens. Does anybody get firefighter day, uh, police day, farmer day, milkman day, plumber day? Oh yeah, as the shit and the piss is coming up your toilet and gonna drown you, nobody cares about the fucking plumbers, the carpenters who build your house. Everybody would be fucking homeless without the carpenters. No one cares. But we all have to remember those, those boys that fucking shot every nigger in Libya because they wanted a gold-backed fucking dinar. Oh, how dare you? It was full of terrorism. Terror to who? The central bank, maybe? Do you think? And Oh, no, but what about 9-11? Those fucking guys. Shoe salesman day. They, yeah, they got defund the police. Yeah, yeah. The police actually knock on the doors where somebody just microwaved a baby and he's hopped up on meth. You don't want to knock on the door. They knock on the door. The police are trained by Israel since 2003, apparently. Yeah, I know a lot of cops. They're good guys. I don't give a fuck about the conspiracy theories. I know a lot of soldiers that are good guys. That's why a lot of them are bears. Because nothing makes sense when you're a soldier. They're like, oh, yeah, you fought terrorism. Oh, really? So how did Afghanistan do 9-11? And why are we taking all their heroin and trying to legalize sodomy? Oh, well, I mean, it's very simple. Wait, are you some kind of conspiracy theorist? All right, I got to go. Be fruitful, multiply, don't be free and blow, guys.